0: Well, hello, my churchies. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, your ministry provocateur, iconoclast firebrand, resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. And I've been told ever since we've last met, lover of self, because I like to record videos and audio for you. Apparently that makes me lover of self. I don't know where that comes from. It has been a while, but we continue to persevere. You may you may slow us down, but you ain't stopping us. And the Heal the Sick Podcast bringing you back and we're we're coming roaring back today with a phenomenal guest. Now, I usually know that someone is meant to be a immediate or relatively close guest on the show when people start requesting that they come on the program and then when you see on social media and Facebook that they are just lighting it up and there's all kind of stuff going on, the timing's usually right. Now, joining me today is that gentleman. He is an evangelist, youth pastor, does teaching, equipping, activating, building a little ministry in the background, which we'll uh, chat about a little later, but joining me by way of Charlotte, North Carolina, Nick Acosta. Nick, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my bro? Hey,
1: man. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing good, and I'm just blessed. It's a pleasure being here, talking to you, talking to the audience, to the body of Christ, and I'm just ready to talk about Jesus, man. It's a blessing.
0: Well, we've been keeping them waiting months and months now for this, so let's get right into it. Let's hear some testimonies. Uh, flip our lids, man. What do you have?
1: All right. Well, as far as with testimonies, I kind of don't remember, like, years back, months back, but yesterday is good enough <laughs> for me. Um, I was just in Oklahoma yesterday, and uh, we were having a concert for, for the youth. And during the concert, as it's ending, I had a parent come back and get me, Um I had minister there that weekend, and he just wanted me to pray for his youngest son. So he was just making sure that I kept his son in mind so I could minister to him because he had been praying for him and just wanted him to know God. So I said, okay, that's cool. That's fine. So I went inside the building, and the concert was ending. So I just I saw his son, and I just felt like, uh, all right, let's see. Let's just talk to him, see what's going on. So I talked to him a little bit, and he tells me he's got an injury in his ankle from playing basketball years ago. And I I just asked him if he had any pain. He said he didn't have no pain at all. So I said, you know what, let's pray anyway. So I grabbed his hand and I just commanded everything that was caused by that injury to be reversed. And, um, And I just left it at that. I kept holding his hand and I said, you feel heat in there right now? And he just stopped, felt his foot out. And even though he didn't have pain, what he felt was undeniable. And what happened next just blew me away because even though it wasn't that he had pain, it was that he encountered the reality of Jesus and his foot was just hot. And I don't know what else he felt, but next thing I know, this guy's on his knees, crying, just bawling tears all down his face. Somebody that his dad told me wasn't really answering the call, was kind of running away, was kind of not walking with the Lord and the concert's ending, everybody's just, getting up and walking everywhere and i just got this young man big guy too just on his knees crying worshiping because he encountered um the Lord even though it wasn't a, it wasn't a a a healing that he could say the pain left i know it was a healing that you know he'll never have a problem with that ankle again but it was more of the encounter that kind of blew me away cuz i was like wow i just took like 1 minute to ask him a couple questions and i just touched him and when i touched him you know who touches them. So that was amazing. Um, so that was just, that's just something that kind of blew me away. You know, it's never, it's never not a time to pray regardless if somebody says they don't have pain or not. Um, let's see. I had a lady in that same conference after somebody else ministered. Um, I, I saw her back there cause she hadn't been there the night before when I ministered. So I just wanted to introduce myself to her, to her mom and her son. So, um, I talked to her mom, got some words of knowledge for her. She was blown away. And then I moved on to the side to, to the son um, of the mother instead of the instead of the, um, the grandma. Um, And I just asked him, hey, um, do you have any pain? He said he had pain in his neck. And he's kind of like a big guy, but I could tell he was uh, maybe like 14-ish, 15-ish. And all I did was touch his neck and said, be healed. And I told him to move it. And his eyes just popped out. And next thing you know, he's just like... He he just looks like he saw an alien or something, and his mother's just on the side crying, like wailing. So I know something's going on. You know, it's a lot of times we think it's something little, but it's nothing's little when you bring Jesus to people. So it was just, it was amazing. I started talking to the mom and um, started getting words of knowledge for her. Um, as I'm praying for her, she said she didn't need healing, and I just started um, telling her that she doesn't need to worry about, thinking that she's not going to be around much longer. I felt in my heart that she thought she was going to like die soon for some reason. She was in out. She was like maybe in her forties or maybe early fifties and also felt in my heart that she was having troubles with her memory, that she was forgetting things and, and fearing about her memory. And uh, she was just crying even harder. And she was just happy because she had been praying for her son and praying for his healing and like, One minute minute of interaction with me just, you know, I just went through that whole family, and it was amazing. Now, the cool thing, the other cool part about it is that as I was in in the airport on my way back home, she messaged me through Facebook, and um, she said that she was so thankful for what happened with her son and her mother. And just with her and those words of knowledge, she hadn't told anybody about that. It could only be God. And then I saw her post on Facebook that she had troubles with her body. And that I, and that her son got healed, but she didn't want herself to be healed. And she didn't tell me that she needed a healing just because she was thankful for her son. And she didn't want to, like, ask for too much. So I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is this? So I messaged her right away. And she told me everything that was wrong with her, like, for years. I think even over a decade. And I, all I said was just a simple, I command you to be healed in Jesus' name. pain get out right now. And uh, tell me how you are. And I'm doing this while I'm drinking a cup of coffee, waiting for my airplane to come. And she just tells me she's on the floor worshiping. She says she felt healed all over her body and she was completely pain free. So that was just a blessing to me because all I did was just take a few seconds to go meet that that um that group of people, that family that I hadn't seen the night before and the kingdom and to, and to the whole family. And then with the same thing with the guy's son, it was just a minute of conversation. And the kingdom came into his life. And, you know, I got a testimony from his dad about him and just how, you know, things have changed because they had an encounter with the Lord. Um, and, I, you know, I got other things, but, you know, very quickly, um, you know, people, people with, uh, like with different lifestyles that we don't agree with, homosexuals, they get healed all the, time, all the time. So that just kind of teaches the body that it's not about how they're living. It's about who we are. And what we could bring to the table um I had a person who um uh, who was at the fair, my wife and I we were at the fair, and it was a young lady she had a a brace on her knee, and I prayed for her, and I kept praying for her, and it kind of went down, but it was just not the pain was just not leaving, so I could tell she was like kind of like antsy to go about her business and continue to enjoy her um her fair walk and just the food and stuff like that. So I just let her family go. As soon as she walked away, I'm walking away with my wife. And I said, in Jesus' name, I just declare the kingdom of God on her knee right now by the Spirit. And I thank you, Father, that she's got to be whole because I told that mountain to move. So we go about our business, right? And I do that a lot when somebody doesn't get healed or when I don't get a chance to pray for them when they reject me. I just pray as I'm walking away. So we go about our business, we're eating corn dogs and the whole nine, right? And next thing you know, I hear loud footsteps behind us and I see that same girl like chasing us down. Like the same girl that was limping, could walk, barely walk, chasing us down with the brace on her hand and telling me, hey, I was t- we were just walking and then I noticed I no longer had pain and I was just walking normal. I thought the prayer didn't work. So that just opened up a whole conversation of me just ministering the love of God to her, letting her know how much God loves her and just wants relationship with her. So that was amazing because it's a lesson. You know, when we think something didn't work, it's not that if it worked or not, if we had a formula or not. It's, it's, It's all about do we know who we are? You know, and when we know who we are, we know it's just like dust on the son of God. As sons of God, we can tell the mountain to move and just expect for it to move. So uh, that's just a few testimonies. do um, You want me to keep going?
0: Well, I do have a follow-up question that I'm kind of curious about with um, that last case you told us, just so the audience is clear and we're all clear on this, that you were initially rejected and you didn't get a chance to like lay hands and engage at that moment, but you did it from a distance without any other interaction with this this woman in the brace, you basically did it from a distance on your own and got a result at the same time. Is that correct?
1: Yes, that's correct. Like I, I, I prayed for her and I prayed for her and nothing happened. I think it subsided just a little, but I let her go. And as soon as I let her go, I declared that over her knee. And that's, you know, a few minutes after that, she came back running to us. Yes, sir.
0: And the reason I ask that specifically for the listeners is because um it's hard sometimes as you're getting into this and you're learning it's difficult to um to go up to people you know it's it's like a weird thing our culture we don't necessarily like just strangers coming up to us and talking about this crazy Jesus thing you know it's it's very hard and if that's something you you struggle with I know I do all the time I'm I'm a very introverted keep to myself kind of person so that's hard for me uh even though this is kind of stuff I do but um if you are in a case like that where you do see someone and maybe you're just not able to muster up that to go up to talk to them, still pray from a distance either way because, as Nick has just demonstrated to us, you can still get results. And here's the thing. If you don't necessarily feel you need to get you know the credit with someone for doing it and you just want them to be healed in that sense, by all means do it. So don't let any of th- – because we always teach about oh you know be courageous like a lion and go up to them well you may still be growing into that yet you may still be a tiger cub if you will and you got to grow into that a little bit but don't miss the opportunity is what I guess what I'm getting at here if that's what it's going to take to get you in faith and then by all means do it so uh so Nick thank you for sharing that I just wanted to clarify so people know it can get results but We are also a little long in our segment. We're up against our break. So, uh, listeners, we're going to take our first break here. And uh, keep it locked here. Nick Acosta is going to be back with a second segment to explain his background and experience. So, don't nobody go nowhere. Be right back. A short book is available through our ministry entitled A Christian's Guide to Divine Healing for Yourself. It is available right now for free and outlines thoughts and strategies to include prayer and divine means while your body is healing. To receive your free copy of this report, visit www.dominionfire.com and join our email newsletter. Upon joining, you will receive a link with a direct download link. I hope this blesses you and helps you on your journey. Again, www.dominionfire.com. All right, listeners, welcome back to the Heal the Sick podcast. Again, Million here with you. Nick Acosta joining me by phone in Charlotte, North Carolina. We love that area as well. And uh, we're bringing Jesus everywhere, man. And anytime, please visit the website at dominionfire.com for all the updates, not only of this one, but also of Dominion Fire 360, which is our other podcast. We've had some amazing guests as of late and some great stories to tell. And make sure to check out the vlog at youtube.com forward slash dominion Fire church, all one word, And please subscribe to the vlog, if you will, and that's kind of where I sort of uh, speak to you one-on-one about kind of stuff that I notice, observations, how to do a few things, healing, prophetic, all that good stuff. So please make sure you check that out, hit the subscribe button, and any of these things, please share with everybody because uh, I don't know if you picked up on this lately, but uh, a lot of the social medias are getting very selective in what they're allowing to cross uh, people's eyes. So we sort of have to force it a little bit. So if you would, please kind of share, get around that unspoken censorship, which is happening, let's be real. And uh, we just heard as well that our friends in Pakistan, that their government is going to be shutting off Facebook so that they can't access it, which is going to put a little kink in what we're doing here, but we'll get around it. So... We got we're all in this together, guys. And, uh, you know, we're not opposed. We're all on the same team, no matter how different our views may be on stuff. At the end of the day, we're on the same team. So let's uh, help promote each other and get this thing out there. And uh, if you do that for our side, I definitely appreciate it as well. So. All right. Enough about me. Let's get back to our guest, Nick. Um, so you have an interesting um Way that this kind of shows up in your daily life and at conferences, but how did you initially get into this? How did you come about in your faith? Tell us your background and experience and about you.
1: I didn't grow up in the church. Um, you know, I was just, I was in the world, and um, I got born again. I joined the church after um, I got out of jail. You know, I was in, I was incarcerated for a couple of years. That's how I came to Christ. But um, I got out. And joined the church that my mom was in, and um, in the church that would have been praying for me. I got sent to Bible college a few months later, <clears throat> so I got shipped off to Bible college as a, you know, as a baby in Christ, and uh, just started, you know, just started seeing all these things. Um, I wasn't seeing many healings, many miracles, or anything like that. Um, but I was, I was seeing a uh, little prophetic stuff, and I was just seeing just a couple hints. But because um, the way I got out of jail. Um, The way I avoided prison was supernatural, was miraculous. Um, I knew there was a side of God that uh, I didn't see every day and that, in fact, most Christians didn't see every day. So I always had that in the back of my mind. And then I would see, you know, uh, preachers on the platforms, healings and miracles and people on YouTube and things like that just in the church. I didn't see no street healings and stuff like that yet, but in the church. And in the back of my mind, I always thought, why? Wouldn't that be uh, available to us outside of the church if it's God doing it through us? <laughs> you know, so I always had that in the back of my mind. And um, I got serious with, with God and my relationship with him, just in prayer and reading the word and just wanting to, to learn who he was and who I am. Um, I would say January 2015, so not too long ago, right? Um, and from there, I just started just experiencing the prophetic more um, the power of God um, during ministry and prayer times and and I would just get a word here and a little word here um, and there for people at my job um, and uh, I was just growing in that area and then somehow some way uh, <laughs> I came across uh, I, well actually a professor of mine he was bringing in like evangelism uh teachings into class into one of our discipleship evangelism classes and he brought in one of those tapes where they like ask people um if they're going to heaven and hell and tell them the ten commandments and tell them they're thieves and they're murderers et cetera, et cetera, and then try to tell them the gospel a little bit after that so i was kind of bored with that you know i just wasn't interested in that i just felt like that was Um, different, and then he brought in a laptop, and he put Ty White on YouTube, and I never heard of this guy with dreads, and uh, he was over here growing people's legs out, and healing people in the strip in Vegas, and the malls, and the streets, and just getting crazy words of knowledge, and I'm like, what is this, but this is the stuff that I kind of thought in the back of my mind that was possible for Christians if I see it in the book of Acts, you know, so this kind of just opened up my hunger a whole lot. And uh, after that, you know, I started just started uh, expecting it more, but I still wasn't praying for people um, in public. You know, I, I would I would pray for people that would ask me. I would minister to, to uh, fellow Christians where we had prayer nights and stuff like that. And i would see the power of God in the prophetic. I'll get prophetic words for my friends and people on Facebook and just stuff like that. But I never really stepped out um, until uh until I just got a little more comfortable with it. and Then um, I would just pray for people, minister to them a little bit, but I was never expecting healing on the spot. And then um, I saw certain preachers uh, command healing in somebody's body, and he would have the people check their bodies right away. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, so that's what I got to do. I got to have them check it right away, right? So I still didn't do it. I ended up at a a conference in New Jersey uh, with Bill Johnson and Heidi Baker and uh, David Hogan, who I didn't know uh, who he was at the time. And um, that same night, we, we had to pray for the people next to us. So I was like, okay, here's my chance. I feel his presence all the time. I hear him I I minister his power all the time, so why would I not see healings like other preachers see healings? So now I'm gonna pray for this lady, I'm gonna have her check it. So the guy next to me prayed for her first, she didn't get healed. I prayed for her and I said, check it, and she got healed. So that was the aha moment, like, okay, (laughs) I'm on to something. So I prayed for a few people that same conference and saw healings um, and I think a miracle or so. And then I went back home and I had a problem in my mind. My problem was that I started to think that it was Bill Johnson's uh, anointing or authority or it was the atmosphere that was set in that certain conference. So I had another issue. So I still wasn't praying for people for healing yet. I end the next month. I made myself go to a Todd White conference, which is called the uh, Power and Love School. And there, that's when I got my feet wet going out to the streets with uh, other brothers and sisters in Christ. And hey, we just we went to a place where there was a, homeless, a whole bunch of homeless people. We fed them burgers and water, just loved on them and just started asking them if they have pain. And I just started seeing healing after healing after healing. And after that day, Man, I would go to the Walmarts and I would go to different places and um, I would see a lot of people not healed. I would get a lot of words of knowledge wrong. So what I would start doing, (laughs) I would start going to Walmarts at like the middle of the night when, when there were barely any customers and just a few workers there stocking stuff and I would just go and pray for them. Um, because I started with my wife and 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 I would get a word of knowledge wrong, and I would be kind of embarrassed, and she would try to like help me and give me advice and correct me, and I was just not having that. I was just like, "No, you know, I want to let the Holy Spirit teach me, I want to know what I did wrong, you know I want to know how to get this right so but it was kind of embarrassing at the same time, but i didn 't want to stop doing it because I know. That's, I knew that was the way to get people to believe in Jesus more. I not only hear the theory, but just see the reality of Jesus working through the body of Christ. So I started doing it at like 12, 1, 2 in the morning at Walmart. And I got comfortable with it. And next thing you know, I'm just doing it wherever I go. Next thing you know, I'm doing it with my wife. I'm doing it with other people. And I'm teaching them, helping them. And just kind of grew from there. And it eventually it became a lifestyle. Um, and as I grew in my understanding of the gospel, man, as I grew in my understanding of not only the authority I have in Christ, but my identity, um, I, just, I just became more confident and more expectant of seeing the kingdom in my everyday life. Um, and then just some other things come into play um, as far as like your own healing or seeing other people healed. It's just other things come into play, but it just, it's all about my understanding my expectancy was always to see the same works just because I understood that there was no difference between the spirit I was leading Christ and the spirit that
0: I had in me. So that's kind of how I got into it. Now, when you went to Walmart and you were praying for people or anywhere for that matter, and you reached a place where you were not getting word of knowledge correct or not necessarily seeing the healing at that moment, this is a big X factor for people in ministry. Because you get very discouraged very easily. It's sort of part of the territory. I know I do all the time. And it's something I I try to work on a lot. But um, the cool part is now that we have this awesome thing called Holy Spirit, now we have Him to work with us and He teaches us all things. um, You know, it's not like the old days where if you got your prophecy wrong, you know, you were stoned or something like that. It's not like that anymore, okay? We have this thing that teaches us inside this person. And listeners, what I just want to bring to your attention is that it's okay to make mistakes because for to be taught, for the Holy Spirit to teach you something, you have to make mistakes so you learn how to correct them. Nobody comes out of the chute perfectly and settle it in your head now, yet you're going to make mistakes and that shouldn't deter you. Because it's part of the learning process. You know, it says to grow up into him in all things. Well, part of growing is going through some of the growing pains. So even though that happens, and, and Nick is a perfect example of what he's saying here, is that, yeah, there's times you make mistakes. There's times it doesn't happen. There's times you say wrong words. It's just some sometimes it happens. But you just keep pressing forward and keep honing your craft and getting better at your skills. And that grows along with you. So just keep that in mind as... You're going out there and don't be discouraged. Just keep continuing. So we are up against our second break. Now, when we come back, we're going to have some lesson. We're going to have some prayer time and uh, we're going to light this thing up. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Back in a moment. Our ministry is a content creation ministry. And right now we are growing our video vlog channel on YouTube called the Defire Vlog. Please help us in reaching the 2 billion worldwide users and potentially 3 to 5 billion over the next few years. Visit www.youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church and subscribe to our channel, share our videos, engage with comments and likes, and help spread the message. We are reaching the entire world with the message of power, dominion, and authority of Jesus Christ and reaching every corner of the globe. Again, that's www.youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church. Our listeners, welcome back. Third and final segment here on the Heal the Sick podcast. And uh, when we get to the third segment, what we get into is the lesson and teaching time. Now, Nick would like to speak about a topic relating to John 14, which was how the Father was in Jesus and how that necessary, necessarily excuse me, relates to us. So, Nick, what is, uh, what's on your heart about John 14 and what would you like to share today? I was reading John 14 just a few weeks ago. And even though it might sound simple
1: to some, um, to me, it was uh, it was something the Lord showed me. Um, it was just an eye opener and just a boost of, of confidence in, in not in, in me, but in him in the him in me. Uh, Jesus said, is the father in me? You know, a lot of times when we think of the Holy Spirit, we think of him as a as a as a force, or or we say, you know, Jesus said, He will be in you and you'll have him. So so we recognize that he's a person, um, but we kind of stop there. We think that he's a little person. We don't understand what person he actually is. And um, I just want to point out the fact that Jesus said, The Father is in me. You know, I'm in the Father, and the Father in me. And then he says, and it's Him who does the works, who works the works. So every work that we saw Jesus do, Jesus said it was the Father and Him doing it. You know, we see, we see Jesus tell us that He did what He saw the Father do. He spoke what He heard and was taught by the Father. But in all actuality and reality, the Father was in heaven, and and we only heard the Father speak out of heaven about three times in the New Testament to Jesus. We heard Him speak when He was baptized. We heard him speak in the Mount of Transfiguration, and then we heard him speak right before he was crucified, right, right before he went to the cross. So I was like, well, that's the only times we see the Father speak. Like, everything that Jesus did and the book of John says that he did so many things that if we would write them each down, probably the books, all the books in the world wouldn't be able to contain it, or, or the world wouldn't be able to contain all the books written about the things Jesus did, and we only heard the Father speak to him three times. Hold up, so how did he get instruction from the Father? So, and then I look at that and I look at Jesus explaining to the Pharisees how he was casting out demons. They thought he was using demonic forces and powers. And Jesus said, look, if I cast out demons by the spirit of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. So he let them know he did it by the spirit. He didn't do it because he was Jesus, the son of God. He did it because of the spirit of God. So because of that, we add two and two and we connect the dots and we realize that the father was teaching and leading Jesus by his spirit. And and then we look at that and then we look at us and we see First Corinthians and it says that we have the Holy Spirit, that He's in us. And, and and now we can relate to that. Now we can understand why Jesus said, These same works will I do. Why? Because it's the same father who was who was walking with uh, with Elijah doing all those miracles. You know, the same father who sent fire. Um, down, the same father who was riding with Moses, parted the seas, did all those wonders and sent the plagues in Egypt, the same father who created the sun, the moon, the stars, the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all that was in them. is the same father, the creator of all creation. And that's why it says that we can do the same works. Why? Because it's the father in us. So Jesus went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, not the father, right? By the devil. And that's why he actually did it, because the father was getting everything right. Everywhere Jesus went that the devil had distorted by sin and Jesus represented righteousness. And he brought in what the kingdom looked like, the opposite of the kingdom of darkness, the opposite of the flesh, the opposite of sin, the opposite of darkness. And it was all because the father was in him. So if we could just remember that it's not a little Holy Spirit, it's not a little force, it's not a little teacher, it's the father. And that same father, he comforts us because that's what fathers do. He teaches us because that's what fathers do. And he uses his mighty power in us and through us because that's what fathers do. They help their children and they work with them. And that's why we can say we're about our father's business, because we're actually being led and, 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 and we're actually using, and ministering the power of our father. So it's, it's amazing. We always got to remember that we have the spirit, but let's not think of the spirit as just our spirit, but the spirit, the spirit of who? The spirit of the living God, our father in us doing the works. And this is why when I pray for the sick, Or should I say, when I minister to the sick, I minister healing to them. I don't pray. I just command healing. I command a mountain to move um, because I'm a son of God. But not only that, I know that the Father is in me, and that's the kind of Father he is because Jesus was the visible image of him because he was in Jesus doing the works.
0: Okay, a little bit of hot fire up in here. Now, I'm glad you pointed that out (laughs) because um, I actually have a vlog I'm going to do on that eventually, that there is a difference between praying and ministering. And, you know, people say, you know, should you pray in public or pray for the sick? Well, just remember, it's a little bit of a different process because minister to minister means to release something. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're releasing that kingdom out into people. So uh, keep that in mind. That's a that's a very, very big deciding factor in how some of this goes. So just keep that in mind for the future. We'll talk about it later. Um, Nick, if people would like to reach out to you, get more information, minister with you or need prayer for anything, how can people contact you?
1: Uh well they can contact me on uh, Facebook Nick Acosta N I C K Acosta A C O S T A or Acosta. if you're Latino Acosta <laughs> same thing on YouTube Nick Acosta um, by email Nick Acosta son of God at gmail.com or on Instagram, a son of God underscore. Um, right now, we're working out everything with our ministry. We're trying to establish and get everything just right. Um, but if you follow me on social media, on YouTube, or anything, I will notify whoever's following me of uh, the ministry website, the ministry name, and everything we have going on um, in the near future. But as of now, just follow me on social media and YouTube, and uh, we'll grow together, and we'll just edify and sharpen
0: each other together. All right? So we got some good stuff coming soon, right? Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, sir. We
1: definitely do. We definitely do.
0: All right. Awesome. All right, listeners. This is the moment that everybody loves here on the program is when we get into our final prayer time. So, um, Nick, what I'd like to do at this point is ask you if you'll please pray for our audience. And again, if any promptings, any names come to you, any specific diseases come out to you or any condition like anything whatsoever, uh, please let it rip. And at this moment, please pray for our audience and take us all the way to an amen.
1: Okay. <laughs> so um, I'm going to do it like this, just because I know there's going to be many people watching this now, near future, in the distant future. Um, I only see some people that I, that I of the healings, some healings through words of knowledge, but I see all of the healings because of who I am, because I'm a son of God. So I'm not going to Try to get no words of knowledge or ask the father for words of knowledge. Just because I want whoever and anybody who's got pain, who's listening now or in the future, I want you to get healed. So I'm just going to pray like a son, okay, because it don't matter what you got. And if the father tells me you're not, I already got the green light, okay? So right now, in Jesus' name, I want you to go ahead and put your hand on the body part that's bothering you, whatever disease or sickness you got. And I just thank you, Father, that it's you who does the works. So I command in the name of Jesus, every bit of pain, every ache, all sickness, disease, illness, get out of your body right now by the power of God. I just release the kingdom of God right now by the spirit. And I just command you, body, be healed. Respond to the authority of Christ. Respond to the gospel. To the finished work of the cross. And respond to who I am. A son of God, and be healed from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, or your feet, every organ, every bone, everything. Right now, be healed. Pain go, sickness go. I command every oppression of the enemy, get out right now in Jesus' name. Body be made whole, completely and totally, in Jesus' name. Respond and obey, a son of God, and be healed right now. Amen.
0: All right, I will definitely amen that one. That was uh. Uh, Some fire up in here today. So, listeners, I hope you enjoyed this episode today. And uh, please uh, reach out to Nick. uh, Check out what he's doing. And when the time comes, please support his ministry work in any way possible. And like I said earlier in the show, we're all on the same team here. You know, we, we... We're all different people. We believe different things. We go about stuff different ways. But you got to remember, this is a time of unity. We need to be on the same team and kind of get get past some of that stuff. So let's do this. And uh, Nick is solid, as you heard today here on the program. So uh, anytime, visit our website at dominionfire.com and if you look on iTunes or Stitcher, you'll find the Heal the Sick podcast as well as the Dominion Fire 360 podcast. Make sure, if you would, please, to leave us a a nice positive review. Five stars is the best way I would suggest it, but uh, leave us a nice review so that we continue to get some more traction and people know about it. Please subscribe to the YouTube vlog at youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church. The more people subscribe and engage with these outlets, the more Uh, They get in front of people's eyes, which is what we need to see. Two billion people on YouTube. I want them all saved. Let's go for it. So make sure you do that when you get a chance as well. And anytime that you have any questions, comments, or like to suggest a guest for a future program, uh, the email is info at dominionfire.com. Again, that's info at dominionfire.com. And uh, we will definitely check out your suggestions, vet through them, and if they are good fit for us we will definitely feature them on an upcoming program so uh listeners thank you again for being here i want to thank nick for being here as well for sharing his story and just uh just lighten it up here for us today it's time to go i hope to uh hope to catch up with you guys soon we'll have another show coming for you very soon and as we always say here at our ministry boom goes yeshua we'll see you next time